Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with DRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at DRF.com bet. That's winning at DRF.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Del Mar, home of the 2024 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred LA. By the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 to reserve your room for Santa Anita opening day December 26th. By Legacy Ranch. Get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. And by Horsebills.com. Enjoy billing made easy through Horsebills.com. By Semi's Original. Watch and wager where the 5 and 405 freeways collide at Semi's Original and Lake Forest. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association. It pays to own a cowbred. By the Ragazin Sheets. The most effective equine handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. And by the Pamplemousse Grill, always a winning dining experience on your trip to Del Mar. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing, sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com, selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room at Fairplex Park in Pomona, the Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts... John Lindell and Bob Ike. 
And welcome to Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a Saturday edition. I'm Bob Ike, live at Del Mar. I'll bring in my co-host in just one minute. We have a 12.30 post today at Del Mar. The feature race goes as the 7th. That's the Sea Biscuit, a mile and a 16th on the turf for older horses. This is day 9 of the 13-day fall meet. Halfway through the Turf Festival, we'll also have coverage today from Aqueduct, Gulfstream Park, Golden Gate, and Churchill Downs. And I bring in an old friend. Jay used to be familiar with this show. <laughs> bring in Jay Pribman. It's been a while since we've been on together. Good to see you and uh, belated happy Thanksgiving. And to you as well. Yeah, it's been a fun week. Uh, I love this time of year down here, with this Turf Festival racing this week and next. And we're right in the midst of it, so it's uh, it's good times. Well, we're we're... This is day three. We've seen a couple turf marathons, and so far it's been the Richard Mandela show. Right, yeah. He took the Thursday feature, the uh, red carpet, with Linda's gift, and came back uh, yesterday with Planetario, Jay, and and, uh, a horse who had won the San Juan Capistrano and obviously is a turf marathoner uh, deluxe. Yeah, he's just getting warmed up, I think, going the mile and a half of the race yesterday. Uh, exciting race. He held off Francesco Clemente from Chad Brown's barn, who might have been best, but as he has been shown to do in his previous races, he did again yesterday, didn't break. Right. Uh, and then Luca was right there. I thought Luca ran a darn good race yeah. for first time in this country, yes. off a long way off for Drysdale. So it was, a, it was a fun race to watch, but as you mentioned, Mandela gets the... The cheese, so two straight days for him, and uh, we'll see if he can uh, pull it off today. He'll be going for the hat trick with Sumter in the in the Cebus. And, Jay, I really thought Hector Berrios was a difference maker in that race yes. yesterday. He saved ground where the others had to go wide. He somehow found an opening. It looked like there was just no room, but in mid-stretch, he split horses. He is a tremendous turf rider, and he is very, very keenly aware of saving ground on the grass yes uh, agree with all of the above it's something we've pointed out since he came to this circuit like a year and a half ago now he just really showed a great aptitude for riding on the grass here and he's kept it up uh and i agree with you if 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 he doesn't get if planetario doesn't get that trip he doesn't win exactly well we haven't had you on jay or talk since that 60 minute segment a couple weeks ago where horse racing was in the news so i uh, just kind of want you to take us through that give us a, a cliff snows version on your take and and uh some of the industry participants who were also part of that it- yeah, I thought it was kind of a strange piece. I mean, it, it, you know, 60 Minutes is they do investigative work, so obviously they're going to do something investigative on racing, or occasionally they do a light feature, but you could tell this wasn't that. And it, it seemed as though the piece initially started off as, and this is my words, not theirs, but, you know, there's a new sheriff in town. We have Heisa or, or Haiwu. And then it kind of morphed into just a recap of, the Navarro service, uh, et cetera, issues from three years ago, which is obviously newsworthy, but it's kind of old news, I think, by this point. It's it's gross news, it's disgusting news, but it's it's old news and, and you know, but that's the way they chose to present it. The the thing the things that I had issues with with the piece, there's been a lot of talk coming out of it that like, you know, we need a national spokesperson for racing. We need a a, a, a someone to speak up for racing in that Part. Well, there was an opportunity for racing to speak up in that part. There were people from, like, Stuart Janney, who's the chairman of the Jockey Club, was interviewed. Lisa Lazarus from HISA was interviewed. And I just didn't think there was, at least for what was presented on TV, much pushback at all as to the narrative about racing in terms of 
the legitimate progress that has been made in these last couple of years. You know, I think the Jockey Club deserves credit for taking scumbags like Navarro and Service out of the game. But there's been this perception, I think, that the Jockey Club has allowed to fester that things are still horrible. And I'm sure there were other people who were wiretapped uh, back when all this happened by by the FBI. Uh, you know, Stuart Janney said that he told Five Stones, who then worked with the FBI, who he wanted to go after. I found that to be a red line that shouldn't have been crossed. He has a racing stable. I doubt very much he said, please wiretap my trainer, Suge McGahee. Mm-hmm. And not that Suge McGahee is doing anything wrong, but that's right. the conflict there that, you know, just tells Five Stones we think there's a problem and let him go at it. And, you know, they showed videos of some of the breakdowns at Saratoga. There's been zero evidence that medication issues caused any of that. Uh, so I, I just thought there was some sensational aspects of it that were were disappointing, and I just thought there there could have been or should have been uh, a little more pushback from those from racing that were on there. But it's almost like they want to keep the perception up that things are still terrible out there. And you know, I'm not naive to not think that maybe there's still some people who are trying to take an edge. But I think it's to their benefit to make it seem though as though it's it's worse than it really is. And there was some good news that came out right after yes. that, Jay, that could have been po- possibly presented. Right. So, uh, and that was the safety record at the Oklahoma training track, which was open for more than six months. There was not one fatality in training there, and that training track gets a ton of use. It's all it's like a full main track. It's actually the track Shug McGahey trains on, as as an example. And Stuart Janney is on the board of Naira. I'd like to think he was aware leading up to the uh, the end of the training there that he knew that they were they had had this safety record. And the track closed on November 11. The 60 Minutes piece aired on November 12. Now you might say, oh well, they didn't have time to let them know. But this, you might remember that the 60 Minutes piece ended with the reporter who did the piece saying that in reference to the investigations at Saratoga, that they were still ongoing. Which, and you, won't, you don't say that, doing a piece like that, unless you know that day that that's... Mm-hmm. So, in other words, I'd like to think that there would have been an opportunity to let them know about the safety record at Oklahoma, and it doesn't look like that happened. And again, to my overview of this, I, I, I just think there could have been a little more accurate not you know look there's problems but there could have been some accurate pushback about the strides that have been made jay you were a reporter at daily racing form not an opinion writer uh when you hosted this show you did opine as the host (laughs) of this show yes um the this is my opinion you and i haven't talked about it you're a respected voice in the industry to me, you've sort of taken on an unofficial role as as an industry watchdog, and, and you may not see it that way, but um, I think a lot of people do. They, they like what you're putting on social media. Do you feel like, you know, now that you're retired, that the gloves are off a little more and you have that freedom to to kind of take on this role? I mean, to a point, I don't I don't feel like I'm the you know, savior of racing or something like that. I just, if I see something that I think is unjust or, and and the thing that bothers me the most, Bob, are conflicts of interest and hypocrisy. And so those things are kind of my fastballs down the middle that I, that I want to address. Um, But to your overall point, yeah, I mean, when I worked for the racing forum, when I got hired there in October of 98, the, the, I was a reporter and, 
people like Dave Grenning and Marty McGee and Steve Anderson and Brad Free were reporters. The columnists were Jay Hubdy, Steve Christ, and that was the dividing line. So even if I wanted to write an opinion piece for the forum, it's like, no, that's you just stay in your lane. And that's, that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of newspapers that are set up that way, and that's the way the racing forum was set up. But now that I don't work for them anymore, I feel like I can be a little more uh, – expressive as to the things that I'm not crazy about. And you were on another talk show earlier in the week. You spoke a little bit about the role of media today in today's landscape uh, in racing and obviously lots of cuts uh, throughout the country in daily reporting and also just maybe some conflict of interest in the way advertising is done in, in the industry trades. Right. So not just in the industry trades, but just in in the coverage of, of racing, but the industry trades are the most prominent examples of it because, you know, for instance, the jockey club owns the blood horse uh, in or like 51% of it. They own all of America's best racing. And there's some fine people who work there, but you kind of know when you work for publications like that, or even when I worked for the racing forum, you knew what the third rails were and you almost self-edit yourself sometimes. Like, you know, or, or sometimes you'd even want to turn in a story and they'd be like, yeah, we really can't do that because they spend a lot of money on advertising with right. us. And, you know, that, you know, if you're 35 years old and you got two kids and a family to raise and, you know, you, you kind of can put up with that for a lot longer than if you're 60 something and <laughs> married. And early 60s. Early 60s and <laughs> married, but, you know. Uh, stepkids are uh, adults and <laughs> you have grandkids it's a different dynamic right and so um i understand you know why some people you know you and also and if you want to unfortunately if you, if you want to be in the business you kind of have to play, play that game. but, the, play but the, the other the, the point i was trying to make in that in the context of all that too is that daily newspaper reporting from you know, like the LA Times, the San Diego Union Tribune, or the New York Times, Louisville Courier Journal, Lexington Journal, like all those Chicago Tribune, all those papers that used to all have somebody dedicated to the beat of horse racing, all of them don't have anybody who does it every day anymore. It right. just doesn't happen. And I think that that can help embolden uh, people in the sport, especially in management, to go down some wrong paths. They don't get called out as much as. They used to 35 years ago or so, and I think that hurts. And I was using that as an example of going back to the 60 Minutes piece that I think there are some people who maybe don't have as many eyes on them as would be beneficial to keep them kind of from from straying into areas that might be uh, a poor choice. Before we talk racing, Jay, uh, you are going to be part of the Symposium on Racing in Arizona, a, a speaker there, or part of a panel. So tell us about that and give us the dates and the topic. Yeah, so the, the dates of the symposium, it starts a week from Monday, so it's December the 4th through the 6th. And on the morning of Tuesday the 5th, I'm on a panel with Steve Christ and Andy Beyer. Uh, we're going to be, I guess, talking about our careers. Honestly, they haven't told us what we're supposed to talk about. But, I mean, last year they had Tom Durkin and Dave Johnson on to talk about their race announcing careers i'm assuming they're going to have us on to talk about our our print media careers but um hopefully i'll get yeah that'll be awesome. some sort of a guideline but it's great i mean both those guys were 
are, are friends. They were hugely influential in my career, and it's it's an honor to be on the and same. And you stage said Andy just turned eighty, he which is hard 80. to believe. And, and you and I just watching an old show that he was <laughs> on great. a Frontline show from '84, I think it yes. was, in a a young spry Andy Byer, uh, you know, very animated as he always is. So that that was a lot of fun to go back and watch that. It's on YouTube. I mean, anybody could call it up if you call up Andy Byer Frontline. Uh, I think it's called King of the World. Uh, it's it's about a one hour piece and it's really fun. Yeah, well, Jay, uh, one of our favorites, uh, snap back to top form, and you know, in our next segment, I think I have a feeling he's going to be our cow bread of the week. <laughs> uh, but the chosen Ron, talk about him and just the training job Eric Krulljack did post Breeders' Cup. He came back on short rest. Yeah, uh, and this to me shows how. A veteran horseman who knows his horse can make a call like that. You know, normally you'd think, oh boy, this horse was off a long layoff. He ran in the Breeders' Cup sprint against the best sprinters in the country. Maybe he's gutted. No, Cruel Jack read his horse. He said, you know what? He's bounced out of it well. Let's go. And uh, we saw the chosen Vron that we've grown to love over the years. He's he's just a really cool horse, and I give so much credit to. Eric Krulljack for the job that he's that he's done with this horse. He's just a really neat horse. He fires every time. And Jay, today's feature race uh, goes as the seventh. It's the Sea Biscuit, that that famous turf horse. Uh, yes. he, he did a lot of grass racing, Sea Biscuit. <laughs> but uh, this this is a turf race. He won the Arlington Million, right? <laughs> and it's a really good field, and it's a competitive field. The morning line favorite is Hong Kong Harry at eight to five. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jay, on the? Today's Seabiscuit. Yeah, well, certainly Hong Kong Harry is a deserving favorite in here. He, he's got a terrific record at Del Mar with two wins and three starts. He won the City of Hope Mile in his most recent start. He's not Breeders' Cup nominated. They didn't want to put up the money, so that's why they skipped the Breeders' Cup Mile, which is probably a good thing because that was a that was he'd have been running against the nuts with Master of the Seas and horses like that. I think he can win. I mean, he certainly can. I'm not. That's not anything I'm going out on a limb on here saying, Bob. But I, I like Easter. I, I thought this horse ran a. Terrific race. I thought the turn of foot that he showed in the lore was sensational. He has stayed here. He had been trained by Graham Motion. He has stayed in California with Phil D'Amato, who is always well represented in these races and is again today with three of the runners. So I'm, I'm going to take Easter to pull off a mild upset over Hong Kong Harry. Okay. And then I'm going to go ahead. You, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, what do you like for uh, a radio play? And today? let's also mention there's a big contest today at Del Mar, a live money contest, 3,000 buy-in, 2,000 bankroll. You can play here live on track uh, or through TVG, I believe. So uh, that adds a little spice to this card, which, you know, I, I expected maybe some bigger fields today, Jay, but you know, more, the more you dig in, and you and I were talking, uh, and you are – uh, going to be making some selections, we think, today. We hope so. Um, <laughs> we hope so on the simulcast show at Del Mar. But you and I kind of briefly went over, and, and there are some nuggets to, to be found even in some of these shorter fields, I think. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go to the ninth race today. And by the way, I did put out my selection sheet today. My best plays are in races 5, 8, and 9. I put $144 into the late pick 5. And I'm going to go to the ninth race, Jay, and... Um, I don't think I've had a radio winner since they opened the track, Jay, here in 1938. Uh, That's the kind of streak. That's the kind of streak I'm on. You're due. I am overdue. Uh, I like number seven, Annie's Joy. This is a filly who's learned how to win. She's won two in a row going a mile on the turf for Mark Glatt, uh, followed up her maiden claiming win by winning uh, a first-level starter allowance. This is uh, a one that is non-winners of three races lifetime, so it's sort of 
up a condition, but also won a race that produced three next out winners, which I always like the key race angle. I think she's got enough tactical speed uh, in a race where there isn't much. I think Inner Beauty's going to clear. I think this one's going to sit second, and maybe that's the race. But I'm going to go with Annie's Joy to win her third straight here uh, for the connections of Mark Glatt and Mr. Frazou, who uh, these two have teamed up to win two in a row. Seven to two on the morning line, ninth race, number seven, Annie's Joy. And, uh, Jay, let's go ahead and take our first time out. Just remind everybody that yes. the rest of your selections are, and, uh, are oh, all yes. at BobIkePicks.com. BobIkePicks. And also, let's mention, uh, no Scott Shapiro today. John Lindo is listening right now. He's in Hawaii. Yeah. He's by the water having breakfast, listening to the show. So, aloha, John. <laughs> and uh, Bob Mazursky has the day off. We'll get a, a text pick from Shopper later in the show, Jay. We've got a lot to cover with these other tracks. The next segment will be Bruce Finkelstein and... And Bruce. Bob. Bruce it's and all Bruce, Bruce it's all, all the time. Bruce. Oh, we've got Bruce it's all, all Bruce, Bruce all the time. In the next segment. You're listening to <laughs> Thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on AM 830 KLAA, home of Raiders football. Angels Radio. AM racing at Del Mar for 2023 during our closing weekend, December 2nd and 3rd. Top third horses will compete in the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby next Saturday, and the Phillies and Mares get their chance to shine in the Grade 1 Matriarch Closing Day, Sunday, December 2nd. And remember, Closing Day means mandatory payouts in all pools. Make your plans to come out one last time before the sun sets at Del Mar. Where the turf meets the surf at Del Mar. Developed by Horsemen, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to stacks of invoices, handwritten checks, and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at Horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice. Voices sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. 
Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call Farm Manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Welcome back, Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a Saturday edition. Bob Ike and Jay Pribman, we are live from the Del Mar Press Box. And Jay, as we talked about in our last segment, uh, we have a sneaky suspicion who Calbred of the Week is going to be. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, for the 45th time in his career, the chosen Vron is our Calbred of the Week. What, he's just like we were saying in the first segment. He's just such a cool horse. Last week, he won the a week ago today, he won the Cary Grand Stakes here at Del Mar. He's by Vronsky out of the Tis Wonderful Mare Tis Molly, bred by Tis Molly Partners, owned by Sondrecker Racing, trainer Eric Krulljak, along with co-owners Robert Fetkin and Richard Thornburg. The winner's share of $50, dollars raised the chosen Vron's career earnings to nearly $1.15 million. He is 14 for 19 lifetime. He is he is cool. And I really I like think, him. Jay, 13 of those wins are in stakes, stakes. races. Yep. In- incredible. And he's going to continue on because he is a gelding <laughs> yes. and we get to see stay him in training. Yeah, we'll yeah. see him run uh, hopefully for many more years. Yes. The chosen Vron. I mentioned no John Lindo today, but John, even though he's in Hawaii, he continues to bang out the Lindo report with uh, what a dedica- the, what the, dedication, the dedication and professionalism, macadamia nuts on the beach, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's got that time advantage too. Yeah, right? You know, he's got some extra hours to to work on it. So. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget the Lindo Report is always available at todaysracingdigest.com along with all of our handicappers. Also free at the South Point. They put it out there every racing day. And if you want to get up to the South Point, uh, please call Steve Johnson. He is the race book manager there, and he'll set you up with a great rate through Thoroughbred L.A. Call Steve Johnson at 866 780 Seven two two three. Well, let's bring in Bruce Finkelstein from BruceFinkelsteinGot.com. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Actually, bet on Bruce, but who's who's checking? How's yeah, it going, guys? exactly. Bet on Bruce. I've only <laughs> said it a thousand times, Bruce, but uh, <laughs> okay. couldn't get it right today. Uh, first hey, of all, uh, going, guys? good, good. How was your Thanksgiving? Great. Uh, 
spend it with the family, uh, eat a lot, and uh, trying to recover from that. <laughs> Very good. Well, first off, we want you to preview a race from tomorrow. Uh, the Native Diver goes as the eighth race. That's the feature tomorrow and the uh, the final day of the Turf Festival. So give us a little preview on that race, and then Jay will jump in. Yeah, I really like, uh, you know, this is a time of the year where three-year-olds, especially some, maybe some three-year-olds that ducked the Triple Crown or uh, the Triple Crown, the chase of the Triple Crown, you see horses really maturing at the end of the year, and I think I found one here in the Native Diver for Bob Baffert, Mr. Fisk. I, I really liked his race at Del Mar at the end of the meeting. He dead-heated Tahoe Sunrise, who came back to win um, this week, I believe, in an allowance race easily. Uh, that day, I thought Tahoe Sunrise had everything his own way on the front end. Mr. Fisk had to do all the work from off the pace, and he made one long run to dead heat Tahoe Sunrise. His previous dirt start, he ran second in the affirmed handicap behind Go Rocket Ride. We know how classy Orsi is. So he now tries an older group. He likes to close. I think he's going to get a good trip. Visitant on the rail, a little bit of speed, mostly a synthetic horse. Arrow the Great is a horse that should go. He's been on the lead. And also you have New Grange, went very fast on the front end when he lost to Practical Joke in an allowance race. So Mr. Fisk, I think, guys, gets a better setup. He's the three-year-old on the improve. I think he's got the right running style. He's got that man, Juan Hernandez. I think this is going to be a horse that we're going to hear from as a four-year-old. So in the uh, Native Diver, let's go with the second favorite, I believe it is, on the program at 3-1, to one, the seven, Mr. Fisk. That's Jay, Jay yeah. I know you wanted to ask about Churchill, but just quickly, it's all two-year-olds today. Twelve races. Where do they get all these horses amazing, to run? Right? Uh, it's called Stars of Tomorrow, and, and jump yeah. on in. Stars of Tomorrow card, Bruce, today at uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, all the races will be on the dirt because they can't grow grass at, at Churchill Downs. Uh, as Bob was mentioning, terrific fields today, The highlighted by the Kentucky Jockey Club for horses that are trying to go on the, the derby trail, but... Bruce, it looks like there's some really meaty races uh, elsewhere. Uh, giant fields. What do you like today for a play there? Yeah, at Churchill, you know, as good as the jockey club is, I think that the Golden Rod might even be a better race for a betting, uh, for betting uh, a neat race, uh, guys. Now, the two favorites here, very nice horses, West Sunset, Torpedo Anna. Still question marks, couple. West Sunset's last win, although it was a big win around two turns, was with an easy lead in the slop. Torpedo Anna won by nine lengths at a one-turn mile. She's never been past one turn, but both were the favorites. The horse that interests me, and you're going to get paid, is the two intricate, who ran on a dead track at Keeneland at a mile and a sixteenth on a fast main track. So she's done this before. She was rating in the middle of the pack, in about in about the three path, she started to make her move just past the quarter pole, looped the field in about the four path, and just flattened the, the group. I mean, she showed a great turn of foot on that slow track. She came the last sixteenth in a mile in about six and one. So we know she can do this. She can go two turns on a fast track, and she's shown the ability to finish. That's good enough for me because she doesn't have one of those flashy buyer figures. I think. Uh, She'll be uh, more than a bettable price. So in an excellent race today, uh, I took a look at the two-horse intricate at 6-1 to one in the Golden Rod. That's the 10th race today at uh, Churchill Downs. By the way, before uh, I throw this back to Bob, 
Scott Shapiro could not be on the, sh- the show today, but uh, he has a, a play at Churchill today, where, which is his home track. In the seventh race, he likes the 10. He says to trust the process <laughs> to get it all done. And it figures a guy from Philly would say exactly. to trust the process. Uh, so the process in race seven, number 10, 8-1 to one on the morning line for our friend Shapper the Capper. Well, Bruce, you gave us a winner last week of the Oakland Stakes up north. That was Star Racer at 860, but we want to bring you south and uh, get a play here at Del Mar. Who do you like? Yeah, let's go to, as I'm scooting back to uh, Del Mar, let's take a look at um, race number six. I kind of like the two horse here at a price, uh, four to one power surge. Uh, I thought second race she had been away a year she tried uh, the turf at Santa Anita then got back on on the on the dirt and she ran second again to a Bob Baffert horse home cooking in a good race for the level I thought that day July 28th was a speed favoring day she had to chase the front running home cooking I thought she was very game she beat a nice uh, um, Mandela horse that finished third coffee in bed she's third race off the layoff she can be close up, or she can pounce right off the leaders. I think she's set for her best. So in race six, let's go with the two power surge, four to one on the morning line. And you've also looked at Golden Gate. They start at twelve forty-five for a nine-race card. But Bruce, tell us what you have available today at BetOnBruce.com. We have full card analysis at Del Mar with late races from Churchill Downs. Excellent uh, end of card at Churchill Downs today. Late pick four at Golden Gate. Also audio on the full card and uh, on best bets. And before I leave, I wanted to throw back to you guys on the 60 Minutes piece, Jay. You know what really kind of irritated me in that piece is they mashed all the ills of horse racing in a 15-minute uh, segment, and there are two important separate issues there, right? You have of the course. cheaters, which, right? We have the cheaters. We have the the drug cheaters, which is an important issue, and then let's throw in uh, horse fatalities, which is a separate, kind of a separate, um, you know, subject in its own. They didn't talk to people that were knowledgeable about track surface or about why there were breakdowns, just that there are breakdowns, and they tried to mash or juxtapose the two, and I think it was a, just a, uh, it was a hatchet piece with just headlines blaring at you. And really, it's boring to explain what's going on, I guess, to, to give a, a more you know, analytic piece. But I guess they only had 15 minutes to, to basically trash horse racing. <laughs> All right, Bruce. Thank you very much on that wrong. take. And uh, we will talk to you again next weekend. Take care, guys. All right. That was Bruce Finkelstein. Let's take our next time out. When we come back, John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. Toby Callett from tobycallett.com. That is the next segment here on Thoroughbred Los Angeles. You're listening to AM830 KLAA, home of Raiders football. Radio. AM 830. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cowbred. 
Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. Make plans now to avoid the traffic gridlock. Sammy's Original Lake Forest is looking forward to becoming your wagering headquarters in Orange County. Our 2,700-square-foot Las Vegas-inspired race book includes individual viewing terminals, ample self-serve betting machines, live tellers, and there are no parking or cover charges at Sammy's Original. Help celebrate our 10-year anniversary with a special menu featuring rollback prices in the race book for all our players. Sammy's Original is located where the 5 and 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest at 23221 Lake Center Drive. First post time each racing day at Sammy's Original is 10 a.m. Come in, enjoy the great food, the great racing, and see what Sammy's Original is all about. For more information, call 949-716-2367 or log on to Sammy'sOriginal.com. See you at Sammy's Original in Lake Forest. Planning your visit to Del Mar? Make sure to include dinner at the Pamplemousse Grill for a guaranteed winner. Casual yet elegant, the Pamplemousse Grill offers quality food that delights all the senses. Chef Jeffrey Strauss invites you to try his many creations from his tenure as executive sous chef and executive chef at Glorious Food. Private dining is available for your group in one of two intimate dining rooms after you celebrate in the Del Mar Winter Circle. For reservations, log on to pgrill.com or go to opentable.com. Here's a hot tip. On Sunday nights, make sure you try the paella or the spaghetti dinner and choose from a total of 1,500 bottles of wine. Come to where the owners, trainers, and jockeys play after the races. See you at the Pamplemousse Grill, 514 via Delo Valley, right across the street from the backstretch at Del Mar. The Pamplemousse Grill. Horse players, it's another great weekend of racing action at Los Alamitos, with our first post on Sunday set for shortly after the last daytime race at Del Mar. The best of quarter horse racing also continues at Los Alamitos, featuring two of night racing's best bets, the early and late pick fours. The stakes action is headed by the trials to the Southern California Derby. Horses with the 10 fastest times will advance to our last Derby final of the meet. The trials will include recent stakes winners Chick's First Flash and Good Wagon, plus many other standouts. Get ready for sizzling quarter horse racing action this Sunday night. And as always on Sunday night, Los Alamitos adds 10,000 to the pick six pool if there's not a carryover. Our Sunday night pools have been averaging $80,000 in the pick six. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the live racing action? The Vessels Club is a great table just for you. For reservations, call 714-820-2681 or visit Burgard Sports Bar. The best of racing, it's always at Los Alamitos. Angels Radio, AM 830. Welcome back. 
Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike, Jay Pribman. We're here at Del Mar, and uh, Jay, we saw a good friend of ours get into the winner's circle earlier in the week. Yeah, Pete Nev Perella of Legacy Ranch, their homebred Asada Fries, who's the daughter of the Legacy Ranch Stallion Clubhouse ride, won a cowbred uh, maiden special weight uh, race on Thursday. So it was a nice Thanksgiving for the Perellas. For more information on how you can let Legacy Ranch take you from the breeding shed to the winner's circle, make sure you contact farm trainer Terry Knight. His phone number is 510-928-4980. And I texted Pete yesterday, and they had been up at the ranch. They were actually watching from the ranch up there in Clements, California. Not a bad so, spot. And, you know, that uh, that filly's learned how to raid a little bit yep. now. She could turn into a pretty nice horse. I have, a feeling, I have a feeling some legacy ranch Syrah or Petite Syrah was consumed in celebration of that victory. I, I bet you're right. <laughs> Maybe some bottles are going to make their way down our way. Well, let's bring in uh, John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets. Good morning, John. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Jay. How you guys doing? We good are job. doing great, John. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, what are the conditions like today at Aqueduct? Cold, cold, and colder. <laughs> it's one of those really cold winter days, and uh, it's a little windy as well. So far, the first couple of races, uh, horses have been coming off the pace to win, so that's a good sign. I don't like when it's a conveyor belt. I think it's better when the track is even and everybody has a fair shot. Here, here. We wanted you to preview the Comley today at Aqueduct. That goes as race number nine. Three-year-old Phillies going a mile and an eighth. How would you see that one, John? Well, it's actually going to be the first of our two radio plays, and I really like the number two horse in here, Julia Shining. Uh, this is a three-year-old filly from the Todd Fletcher barn. This horse is extremely well-bred. She's related to Malfat and some other good horses. You could draw a line through her race two starts back when she came back off of a long layoff and Fletcher decided to run her in the uh, Alabama going a mile and a quarter. So she got beat a, a mile that day, but just draw a line through that race. The last race at Aqueduct was very good. She has six career starts, and with the exception of the race two starts back, she's made a forward move in each and every one of them. She's getting Kendrick Carmouche today. She's listed at 9 to 2 on the morning line. I like number two, Julia Shining, to win this year's Comley Stakes. Well, John, you mentioned that you had two plays today, so is the other one going to be at Churchill or Del Mar? No, we're going to go to Del Mar, look at race number five. And, uh, you know, the field sizes have been short uh, this meet at Del Mar, but this is a full field of nine, and it's a pretty good betting race here. I like the number eight horse in here, Jesse Beer. This is a four-year-old filly from the Aggie or Donia's Barn Diego Herrero board to ride. She's an improving horse. She's getting better with each start. I like number eight, Jesse Bear, to win today's fifth race out at Delmar. John, tell us what's available today at the website. J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com, three best plays, $10, full car, $25. Today we offer Churchill, Aqueduct, and, of course, Delmar Selection. Stay warm, John. Cash some tickets, and uh, we'll talk to you again next Saturday. Okay, guys, stay safe and be well, and happy Thanksgiving to you and all the listeners as well. Yeah, it was a... It was you too, a, John. Jay, you're still having leftovers, I assume? Yeah, from, no, uh, we had quite the quite the feast on Thursday, and uh, was plenty left for dinner last night, and uh, I'm told uh, still more for tonight. Don't, don't eat turkey at the track today was the uh, instructions as I yeah, left. And I did back-to-back also, <laughs> uh, Wednesday up with uh, Kim and her family, and right. came down and saw my family, my parents on... Uh, 
Thursday and had John Lee's over as nice. a guest. So we, we had a lot of fun. My That's... mom is now 82 years old wow. and still very good in the kitchen. Awesome. So, yeah, that was great. Uh, let's bring in Toby Callett from South Florida. Toby, hope you had a great Thanksgiving as well. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are we doing? We are doing great. Um, unfortunately, today, perusing the Gulfstream <laughs> Park card, um, eight of the 11 are tapita. So that does not bode well for Toby Callett's uh, play today, well, his uh, action it today. It bode well. I'm, I'm going to come out your way. I just want to quickly give, ask Jay, as he said, just, as you mentioned, you know, maybe the gloves are off a little now. Do you remember when... The introduction of Tepeda in Hallandale was going to be something that, uh, to preserve the uh, field sizes when they came off of the grass. Remember that I, I, I do remember them saying that, Toby, and wow, it's hasn't quite played out that way, has it? No, it, it certainly hasn't. And, uh, you know, it, it reminds me of, uh, you know, the, maybe it's a little bit like uh, like the local dope dealer. You know, get a little face <laughs> and then you know, a little more and then you're dependent. Because if you open up the past performances, the cards are full of horses coming off of the Tepeda, whether they're going back to dirt or now, here's your example for next week. Today, as we know, it's Tepeda 8, Dirt 3, another landslide victory for Tepeda in Hallandale. They've already done well, at least the next the, Friday. I'm sorry? I was going to say, no, it gives you a chance to maybe go to the driving range and work on your uh, on your tee shots. Oh, it, it, it's been wonderful. My golf game, I'm, I'm playing to a six index right now. It, it <laughs> because most of my play is in California. I've said it all along. I will never mislead you guys, nor myself, nor the public. That uh, You know, we, we've had to pick and choose. And, uh, you know, there's not nearly as much fruit on the vine as there used to be. But now, you know, we've got the opening of the championship meet. Uh, Next Friday, they've already drawn the card. And Tepeda, five. Dirt, two. Turf, yes, turf, unless it rains, two. If it rains, it's going to be Tepeda, seven. Dirt, two. Oh. So I want to know when, in fact, we're actually going to be using Tepeda again as a uh, safety net, so to speak. I don't think ever, fellas. So uh, yeah. that's uh, that's my soapbox for the day. But uh, we're not worried about soapboxes. We're looking to make money. I'm gonna yeah, so let's come out to where the, uh, the the track is fast and the turf is firm. What do you like at Del Mar? I'm going to take you to the opener because uh, we'd like to get off on the right foot. And it's almost like where the turf meets the surf. I like the five, Sam to see. Yep. Uh, we'll take Sam to see the five uh, with, with the four, rhyme or reason, the two, the Koshi. And the three, come join the band. It's five, four, two, three. It could be all you and me, Jay, in today's opening. I hope it is. And, of course, everything available at tobycallett.com and todaysracingdigest.com. Toby, enjoy. Uh, you and John both get a day off tomorrow because Mike Willman is off tomorrow. So uh, you get more time at the golf range. Uh, get out on the course <laughs> tomorrow, and we will talk to you again next Saturday. You're right, because there's no golf stream racing tomorrow. It's a Sunday off, so they can get ready for the big, big, big meet coming. All right, Toby, have a good one, and we will talk to you next Saturday. Bye, guys. All right, that was Toby Callett. Let's take our final timeout. Jay, when we come back, 
Michael Rona from Los Alamitos, he got back on track with another winner last Saturday, and uh, we're going to get more of that today. That's the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles right here on AM830 KLAA, home of Raiders football. Radio AMA 30. Where the turf meets the surf down at Old Del Mar. Take a plane, take a train, take a car. There's a smile on every face and a winner in each race. Where the turf meets the surf at Del Mar. to get your last taste of live racing at Del Mar for 2023 during our closing weekend December 2nd and 3rd. Top third horses will compete in the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby next Saturday and the Phillies and Mares get their chance to shine in the Grade 1 Matriarch closing day Sunday December 2nd. And remember, closing day means mandatory payouts in all pools. Make your plans to come out one last time before the sun sets at Del Mar. Where the turf meets the surf at Del Mar. Make the Le Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Le Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. A wide open bar and lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lay Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626 727-6699. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at BetOnBruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com. Bet on experience. BetOnBruce.com. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. 
Angels Radio. AM 830. We've got Michael Rona coming up. Before that, uh, Jay. Tell us about Sammy's post time there in nine minutes. Yeah, they open up at 10 o'clock. It's uh, where the 5 and the 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest. Don't forget to celebrate their 10th anniversary. It's going on right now because they opened 10 years ago, and they've got a new horse player menu in their satellite wagering room. Prices rolled back 10 years to 2013, so good times at Sammy's. And, Bob, you've got a place near and dear to your heart and near and dear to your home yes derby room uh, out at fairplex i was there last sunday jay i gotta tell you their menu i i i was thinking about the breakfast for two days before i went out there, there <laughs> there's something on the menu called a pick three yeah french toast or pancakes right. i went for the french toast right. bacon yeah. eggs uh Nice big portions. It's just fantastic. Reasonable prices. Great. Uh, Sounds like a good way to start the day. Audio-visual presentation. It's a nice hot cup of coffee with my pick three, and, the, and what could be better than that? Say hi to Brandon and Monica out there. Tell me you heard about it right here on Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Let's bring in Michael Rona, who Michael, of course, got back on track with another winner last weekend. We'll get to a radio pick later, but good morning, Michael. How are you? Bob, you have the knack for great radio. Ah, well done. <laughs> Very good, Michael. Very good. We've got a lot of music aficionados here today. I think I'm third on the list. Uh, Michael, first of all, tell us about the Sal 2 million futurity trials where uh, Train Station V was fastest. As he was for the Golden State Million futurity in October, which he duly won. So he's now three for three at Los Alamitos following a runner-up finish in the $3 million All-American Futurity at Rio Doso on Labor Day weekend, the country's richest quarter-horse race. Uh, he is absolute dynamite. And on the night of the trials last weekend, he well, that's been the only question mark against Train Station V. He needs a clear path in the first few strides because he, he just hasn't ever broken on top but he did everything perfectly last weekend and uh, he'll go into the two million futurity in a couple of weeks as the favorite uh, the golden state million futurity stood up very strongly bob because apart from train station v qualifying so too did unrelentless and ab wow both trained by eddie willis who had filled the minor placings behind train station v in the golden state million uh, they both won their trials in fast enough time to make it through to the final. It, it's, it's an excruciating thing for so many connections when they, we had these big nights of trials. We had 14 trials with 10 available spots in the final, fastest wow. 10 individual times, 120-something horses overall were uh, in the program last weekend. Horses won the last of 14 trials, Moon and the Blues for trainer Jaime Gomez, was 0. 0.007, as in 7 thousandths of a second, outside the bubble and uh, you just you feel for so many connections who went so close but uh, get so far well michael uh we'll talk about the socal derby trials so we want to get a preview of you that's tomorrow night at los alamitos but i just wanted to let you know that the reason we came up with my sharona it, it, it was a it was a long and hard decision on what to do <laughs> bob and i were 
because you're Australian, we were burning the midnight oil to come up with the <laughs> correct thing, thing to do. Uh, tomorrow night, SoCal Derby Trials. Give us a preview, please. Certainly, yes. They will be the last three races on tomorrow night's card. And uh, full field, there are 28 three-year-olds across the final three races, the late pick three tomorrow night. Uh, horses that uh, um, are well-credentialed, uh, perhaps didn't quite make it into the Super Derby recently, uh, but a lot of horses who were in the trials for that huge race. And uh, there's there's very strong quality throughout. There's... Um, there's, I think, a lot of value to be had in that card tomorrow night, our first post on Sunday being 5 p.m. And post time tonight, Michael, is what time? 6 o'clock tonight, Bob. And you gave us a radio winner in Trace Lunas, $7.40 last Saturday. So uh, why don't we make it two weeks in a row? Well, it's possible that I'm in some kind of tryptophan fog in the aftermath of Thanksgiving uh, because I'm going to give you a 20 to 1 shot Wow! in the, in the opening race tonight. Uh, okay, a love named it. Treasure of Jewels who has had one start finishing a distant last. Um, just hear me out for a moment. She broke from the rail and along the back stretch, early on, she was showing some speed. She was within a couple of lengths of the lead. To my eye, she looked a little green, and I will use the word timid. Uh, she had half an opening, but seemed to want nothing to do with it, and, and backed out of proceedings. And I don't think she was really persevered with through the second half of the race. Her trainer, Satchel Stevens, does not run many at Los Alamitos, but had a winner on the same program. Now we get to a wide gate. She's drawn seven in a field of eight. And she adds blinkers. And I think the combination of the wider post position and the addition of blinkers could really help this filly. She had shown just a glimpse of some ability in the morning. If she were eight or ten to one, I would not be steering you in this direction. I'm, I'm not telling you that she should be favoured. I just think she might be about twice the price that she deserves to be. And at 20 to 1, I'm going to take a wild swing in the opening race with number 7, Treasure of Jewels. Very good, Treasure of Jewels. And, Michael, one of the great things at Low Sal is on Sunday nights, if uh, if no one ha- if there is no carryover in the pick six, then you guys go ahead and seed that for $10,000. Yes, that's, that happens every weekend when there's not a Sunday pick six carryover. I know everybody's trumpeting the traditional pick six all of a sudden and thinking it's the greatest invention of all time, but Los Alamitos has never <laughs> wavered from that format. And uh, we have the traditional $2 pick six each and every racing night. And we like that consolations are paid out yes, when you correct. have five, and it kind of keeps you going, Jay, the bankroll and the churn, and uh, a very nice action. thing keeps you in action. Michael, thank you so much. Uh, we, we enjoyed the visit, and I think you and Jay are going to see each other yeah, in person. We'll, we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you and Kathy on Tuesday. Yeah, looking forward to a catch-up over lunch with, uh, with you and Anne, and uh, mate, we'll see you very soon. All right, Michael. Take care. Good on you. Hooray.
All right, that was Michael Rona and Jay. Again, first post today at 1230. Uh, we are right in the midst of the Turf Festival. Always a great time of the year. This is your last day of live racing at Del Mar, so uh, make the best of it, my friend. Well, but I'll be, uh, I'll be watching and I'll be in action uh, all the days. But, yeah, like, uh, like a few prices today, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do some good today. And then off to the symposium next Off to week. the symposium, exactly. Thank you to Jake Rich Inside. He did a great job today. Remember, no Mike Willman tomorrow a rare Sunday off for Mr. Wilman. He's out of town, but stay tuned right now for Andy Harris and the SoCal Restaurant Show. You have been listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. Cash some tickets today. Good luck, and we will be back here next weekend for closing weekend at Del Mar. Thanks for listening. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. A. People yakety yak the streak and waste your time a day. But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And this one will talk to his voice is hoarse. You never heard of a talking horse?